Welcome to episode 37 from Best Book Bits. Today I'll be sharing Ramit Sethi, I Will Teach You to Be Rich. This book was published in 2009 and weighing in at 266 pages. At last, for a generation that's materially ambitious yet financially clueless, comes I Will Teach You to Be Rich. A six-week personal finance program for 20 to 35-year-olds. It is based around the four pillars of personal finance, banking, saving, budgeting, and investing, and the wealth-building ideas of personal entrepreneurship. This is my take on the best book bits I found worth capturing. If you like what you hear, I strongly suggest you buy the book using the link in the description. So without further ado, I bring you I Will Teach You To Be Rich. Would you rather be sexy or rich? The vast majority of young people don't need a financial advisor to help them get rich. We need to set up accounts as a reliable, no-fee bank and then automate savings and bill payment. We need to know about a few things to invest in. And then we need to let our money grow for 30 years. But that's not sexy, is it? People love to argue minor points, particularly because they feel it absolves them from actually having to do anything. You know what? Let the fools debate the details. I decided to learn about money by taking small steps to manage my own spending. Just as you don't have to be a certified nutritionist to lose weight or automotive engineer to drive a car, you don't have to know everything about personal finance to be rich. An abundance of information can lead to decision paralysis. Fancy way of saying that with too much information, we do nothing. The single most important thing you can do to be rich is to start early. We want our money to grow automatically in accounts that don't nickel and dime us with fees. And we don't want to have to become financial experts to get rich. The single most important factor to getting rich is getting started, not being the smartest person in the room. A lot of your financial problems are caused by one person, you. Instead of blaming the economy for your financial situation, you need to focus on what you can change yourself. With both food and money, we're not taking personal responsibility to step up, learn this stuff and get started. The result is that too many of us end up fat, consumption-minded and poor. Because of inflation, you're actually losing money every day your money is sitting in a bank account. The 85% solution, getting started is more important than becoming an expert. Think about it this way, 85% of the way is far better than 0%. Once your money system is good enough, or 85% of the way there, you can get on with your life and go do the things you really want to do. Spend extravagantly on the things you love and cut cost mercifully on the things you don't. I Will Teach You To Be Rich is about sensible banking, saving, spending, and investing. I will teach you how to set up an account to create an automatic financial infrastructure that will run smoothly with minimal intervention. Why do you want to become rich? What does being rich mean to you? Most people never spend even 10 minutes thinking through what rich means to them. What do you want to do with your wealth? Simple long-term investing works. There aren't any secrets to getting rich. It just takes small steps and some discipline, and you can do it with just a little bit of work. Credit is one of the most vital factors in getting rich, but because it's hard to wrap our minds around it, we often overlook it entirely. 
I suggest get your credit score at www.myfico.com for about $15 or www.annualcreditreport.com. Credit has a far greater impact on your finances than saving a few dollars a day on a cup of coffee. One of the key differences between rich people and everyone else is that rich people plan before they need to plan. Live on less than you make and spend only when you have cash. Just like with gaining weight, most people don't get into serious credit card debt overnight. Instead, things go wrong little by little until they realize they've got a serious problem. Credit card debt is almost always manageable if you have a plan and take disciplined steps to reduce it. Yes, it's hard, but you can get out of debt. The key to using credit card effectively is to pay off your credit card in full every month. It's time to make sacrifices to pay off your debt quickly. Managing your money has to be a priority if you ever want to be in a better situation than you are today. Five steps to ridding yourself of credit card debt. Number one, figure out how much debt you have. You won't believe how many people don't do this and continue blindly paying off any bills that come in with no strategic plan. Number two, decide what to pay off first. Not all debts are created equal. Different cards charge you different interest rates, which can affect what you decide to pay off first. Number three, negotiate down the annual percentage rate. Number four, decide where the money to pay off the credit cards will come from. And number five, get started. Remember the philosophy behind the 85% solution. The goal is not to research every last corner to decide where the money will come from. It's action. Figure out how much debt you have. Decide how much you want to pay it down. Negotiate your rates and get started. You can always fine-tune your plan and amount later. First, you need the cash flow. To eradicate debt, you need to have enough income every month to meet your regular obligations like groceries, utilities, and mortgage, and the minimum payments on your credit cards, plus enough to throw towards outing the debt for good. It could well be your emotions that got you into the mess of debt in the first place. Leave your emotions at the door and get out of debt the quickest, cheapest, and most effective way possible. Reducing spending and prioritizing debt. Not sexy, but it works. Get your credit report and credit score. You need a both a savings account and a checking account. Savings accounts, I would encourage everyone to use a standard big bank saving account. Online savings account lets you earn dramatically more interest with lower hassle. And because you primarily be sending a money there, not withdrawing it. What does it matter if it takes three days to get your money? Now, optimizing your bank accounts, whether they're accounts you've opened or, or already had, you need to optimize your checking and savings accounts. This means you shouldn't be paying fees or minimums. The key to optimizing an account is talking to an actual customer service rep, either in person or on the phone. Open an online high interest savings account. Compounding. Albert Einstein said is the mankind's greatest invention because it allows for the reliable, systematic accumulation of wealth. Investing isn't about picking stocks. I believe there are three categories of people, the A's, the B's, the C's. The A's are already managing their money and want to optimize what they're doing. The B's, the largest group of people, are not doing anything but could be persuaded to change that if you figure out what motivates them. 
and the seas are the unwashed mass of people who are a lost cause. Sadly, although some people are limited by circumstances, most people never get rich simply because they have poor attitudes and behaviors about money. On average, millionaires invest 20% of their household income each year. Their wealth isn't measured by the amount they make each year, but by how much they've saved and invested over time. Despite this preoccupation with material goods and a dizzling array of information sources, including 24-7 financial news channels and dozens of personal finance magazines, most of us don't seem to be concerned with managing our financial situation. Investing is the single most effective way to get rich. By opening an investment account, you give yourself access to the biggest money-making vehicle in the history of the world, the stock market. Setting up an account is an excellent first step towards actually investing, and you don't have to be rich to open. We spend more than we make each year, and virtually nothing seems to change our behavior. Spend on what you love. Frugality isn't about cutting your spending on everything. That approach won't last two days. Frugality, quite simply, is about choosing the things you love enough to spend extravagantly on, and then cutting costs mercilessly on the things you don't love. The problem is that hardly anyone is deciding what's important and what's not. Damn it, that's where the idea of conscious spending comes in. Automatically enabling yourself to save, invest, and spend enjoying it and not feeling guilty about those new genes because you're spending only what you have you can do it it takes a plan it's really simple as that now a conscious spending plan involves four major buckets where the money will go fixed cost about 50 to 60 percent investments 10 percent savings five to ten percent and guilt-free spending 20 to 35 percent a good rule of thumb is to invest 10 percent of your take-home pay after taxes or the amount on your monthly paycheck for the long term. The more aggressively you save now, the more you'll have later. The 60% solution, which suggests that you split your monthly income into simple buckets, with the largest being basic expenses, food, bills, taxes, making 60% of your gross income. The remaining 40% will be split in four ways. Number one, retirement savings, 10%. Number two, long-term savings, 10%. Number three, short-term savings for irregular expenses, 10%. And then number four, fund money, 10%. Saving with a goal, whether it be tangible, like like a house, intangible, like your kid's education, puts all your decisions into focus. Save with a goal. If you want to build wealth over the lifetime, the only sure way to do it is to get your plan on autopilot and make everything that's financially important in your life automatic recommended that people automate a handful of things in their financial lives. You can set it up once in less than an hour and then go back to your life. David Batch, author of The Automatic Millionaire. Set it and forget it. Automate your finances to focus on long-term goals. Keeping an attitude of confidence and prosperity is one of the best financial moves you can make, regardless of what your account balance. Gather all your bills together. Call the companies and ask them to switch your bill dates. Money exists for a reason, to let you do what you want to do. Yes, it's true, every dollar you spend now will be worth more later, but living only for tomorrow is no way to live. 
All our lives we've been taught to defer to experts, but ultimately expertise is about results. In truth, being rich is within your control, not some experts. How rich you are depends on the amount you're able to save and on your investment plan. Experts can't guess where the market is going. If you're not investing, in the long term, you're losing money every day. It actually costs you money to park your money in a savings every day. It actually costs you money to park your money in a savings account as inflation eats into your earnings. Don't succumb to irrational fear and not invest at all. Ironically, the people who do that are the ones who end up without enough money in the end. I urge you to combine a classic low-cost investment strategy with automation. Automatic investing is not some revolutionary technique that I just invented. It's simply the way investing in a low-cost funds that is recommended by Nobel laureates, billionaire investors such as Warren Buffett, and most academics. It involves spending most of your time choosing how your money will be distributed in your portfolio, picking the investments. This actually takes the least amount of time. And then automating your regular investments so you can sit and watch TV while grow in your money. If you're investing for the long term, the best time to make money is when everyone else is getting out of the market. Warren Buffett has said investors should be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. When people say investing is too risky, it's because they don't know what they don't know. Investing is not about picking stocks. The major predictor of your portfolio's volatility is not due, as most people think, to the individual stocks you pick, but instead your mix of stocks and bonds. Your investment plan is more important than your actual investments. Since you cannot successfully time the market or select individual stocks, asset allocation should be the major focus of your investment strategy because it's the only factor affecting your investment risk and return that you can control. Stocks have been a good way to earn significant returns over the long term, but I discourage you from picking individual stocks because it's extremely difficult to choose winning ones on your own. The tricky thing about stocks is you never know what will happen. Individual investors like you and me should not invest in individual stocks. Instead, we'll choose funds which are a collection of stocks and sometimes for diversification, bonds. They let you reduce your risk and create a well-balanced portfolio that will let you sleep at night. Cash is the safest part of your portfolio, but it offers the lowest reward. If you factor inflation, you actually lose money by holding cash in most accounts. The real work in investing comes with creating an investment plan that's appropriate for your age and comfort level with risk. Mutual funds are extremely popular because they allow you to pick one fund which contains different stocks and not worry about putting too many eggs in one basket. The key to constructing a portfolio is not picking killer stocks, it's figuring out a balanced asset allocation that will let you ride out storms and slowly grow over time. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Risk and reward go hand in hand. The historically high returns of the stock market are impossible without risk. Anyone who tells you otherwise is lying. The pain people feel from losing $100 is much greater than the pleasure they experience from gaining the same amount. Investment experts have argued for years that asset allocation is one of the most important factors in determining your success as an investor. In other words, 
put in the proper mix of investment types in the proper portions is the key to maximizing your returns while minimizing your risks. Fundamentally, there are two ways to get more money. You can earn more money or you can spend less. Cutting cost is great, but I personally find increasing earnings to be a lot more fun because most of our income comes from work. It's an excellent place to optimize and earn more. So now time for my top five best book bits that I got from I Will Teach You To Be Rich. Number one, the single most important factor to getting rich is getting started, not being the smartest person in the room. Number two, spend extravagantly on the things you love and cut cost mercilessly on the things you don't. Number three, if you want to build wealth over your lifetime, the only sure way to do it is to get your plan on autopilot and make everything that's financially important in your life automatic. Automatic's the key. Number four, your investment plan is more important than your actual investment. So the plan is more important than the actual investments. Number five, Albert Einstein compounding is mankind's greatest invention because it allows for the reliable systematic accumulation of wealth. There we have it. Thanks for watching episode 37 from Best Book Bits. Ramit Sethi, I will teach you to be rich. To purchase the book, click the link in the video description. For more titles and books like this, find us on Instagram, hashtag Best Book Bits. Like the video, comment on what you think, share with your friends, and if you haven't already done so, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Have a great day. Thanks for watching.